Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. We absolutely have to revisit the quiet quitting topic. So back on episode 105, if you scroll back a ways, uh, we tackled this topic called quiet quitting, which was uh, trending at the time that we recorded that episode. And it still is weeks later. It's everywhere. It's the a lot of people calling it the next phase of the great resignation, which was people quitting their jobs during and post pandemic because they realized they just weren't happy and there was no fulfillment. So to refresh, if you have not uh, been familiarized with the term quiet quitting, it's essentially uh, the act of people going to their jobs, doing the bare minimum that is expected of them at their jobs and no more. Right. Well, they're, they're doing what they were hired to do and not shouldering the load and picking up extra work and being that guy, yeah, right for for a pat on the back. And uh, when when we brought this up, I had no idea the response we were going to get. But of the you know almost one hundred and twenty episodes that we've done, this is now number two. We just did it a couple of weeks ago, right? And it is quickly going to become within the next day or two, our number one show. The most popular episode that we've ever done. The most listened to, not even yeah. statistics. I mean, analytics show it. People just went nuts for it and it got passed around, shared, and a great response response across the country. I And I, I figured it would because every once in a while, something comes up where you know it's going to strike a nerve. And I think coming out again of the pandemic and uh, people... I started calling this during the pandemic more of an awakening. Mm -hmm. They were like, they weren't happy, right? Because for years we were sold, specifically in America, we were sold the this dream that you grow up, you go to college, you go find that corporate job, you get the two cars, the nice house, maybe a boat, place on a lake, whatever, and you're happy. Is what you're, but you're not happy. Is what you are is you feel safe. You feel content enough that you're being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And people are figuring out now that that is nonsense and that that is not where happiness even comes from. Right? Not even close. Not even. Not even. And a lot of people are are in that reality and looking around at it and saying, "I did. I ticked all the boxes, and I'm still not happy." Because that's what they told you would make right. you happy. You want to know why? Because it fit their agenda. Based, oh, I, they as yeah. in like when I'm talking about I'm talking about yeah. the 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 machine, right? Right. The man, if and, you will, and it fit that agenda because they want you to get up. And be the consumer. Yes. That's what they yes. want. They're, they're giving you product and an idea of what is perfect. And they want you to continue to buy it. Yes. And everything that they, is, that they tell you is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you see everybody else doing it, all you're trying to do is catch up. 
Right. A bigger house, a fancier car, a better watch, a nicer purse. It's it's you know, and you you'll you'll hear this a lot, but it's like when you start out let's say you're in your early twenties, fresh out of college, whatever, you have a mountain in front of you. And when you get to the top of that mountain and that what you what you've been looking at is that car, that house, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The 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 job. The two point five kids, the picket right, fence. Right. When you have that, you you find yourself standing there and then you're looking out and you see a little bit higher hill. And it's the same stuff. Except for this time, that house is uh you know, it's it's a million and a half, two dollar or a two million dollar mansion. Yeah. Right? On on Lake Minnetonka, which would be in the Twin Cities, which is great. There's nothing wrong with this. But they keep selling you that and then people keep getting there and they're not happy because that's not where happiness comes from. And if people are figuring that out. We watched, you and I watched a great documentary this past weekend about how the first thing you do, it has nothing to do with any material possession, yeah. is find out what you're interested in and what makes you happy, what makes you fulfilled, right? So many people are pursuing these things that we're told will make us happy that aren't even things that we really truly want. No. Like if you truly want a $2 million house on a lake, then go for it. Take the steps and the aligned action to get there. But if that's not truly what you want, it will not make you happy. Well, it, it won't make you happy anyways. It's not because that right, specific right. is that, yes. that that is not going to make you but happy. But if that's truly what you want and you take the steps to get there, you will be happy on the way to it. The problem so lies in say. this. The problem is this. Why do you want that? Most people want that. Because they can look around at their friends and go, look what I have. Mm-hmm. That's what, and they've sold us this, right? Oh, yeah. And they've got society convinced that this is the way to go. Well, they did anyways. But I think now, and uh, again, I just CNBC this past week had, had a great spot on it. And they were talking about people you know, with, with the unionizing and the quiet quitting, the resignation, the great resignation, all of this stuff is because people have had enough, mm-hmm. right? They don't want to fall into that trap anymore. And the guys that were benefiting from the trap, right, this this zombie-like mm-hmm. society that we live in, the, the individuals that were benefiting from that see it slipping away and it scares them. It, sh- it should. Yeah, but that's what's happening. Yeah. And they're like, uh-oh, they figured it out. Right, they're waking up. right. They figured this out. So, you know, when they talk about systemic injustices, that's what people are feeling, right? And they're tired of going to that same job and and, and working their butt off and then carrying the load for somebody else and just getting a pat on the back or a nominal, like a small, minimal raise, which is never going to change their lifestyle right, or never getting ahead or never like breaking out of those generational patterns. That's exactly what it is. And that's like with minimum wage, nothing infuriates me more than that. I'm like, you can't throw pocket change at people and expect it to change their lives. No. When there are people today in today's world in 2022 that are getting 50 cent raises. Mm-hmm. And that does nothing for them. 
right? No, especially when a bag of groceries costs $40. It's just insane to me that people have bought into this. Well, but they did. You want to know what? Because for, for the last hundred years, that's what they, they've been told is the right thing to do. Yeah. But, you know, I think I, I love the individual freedom now that people are discovering that you don't have to do that anymore. No. You don't, you don't have to be part of that, that big machine. And I know I, we, we say it all the time, but it really is like people are waking up and looking around at their lives or their circumstances and are, they're saying like, no, no more. If, I, I don't want to sound completely crazy here, <laughs> but you know, if you believe in the stars aligning and all that stuff, the pandemic may have been just what this world needed to, as far as waking up, right? Yeah. Because when people got a taste of that slower life, right, that slowed down version, spending more time at home, finding time for the things that they love and the and, and surrounding themselves with and being in, in in an environment that makes them happy and fulfilled, mm-hmm. they didn't want to go back, right? It was like it was like being let out of jail. And I think that's why people are feeling a lot of discomfort right now because it's like we we felt it, we had it, and now it's being taken away. And it's like, how do you how do you find harmony and balance in your life? It, and it, I think a lot of them are fearful that now that we've had that taste, that we're never going to get it again because a lot of people, well, they woke up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Right. Or I'm going to find an alternate route. Right. Or I'm I'm going to make a plan and take steps. And people are finally asking themselves, what do I want? That's the, that is the first thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think people have discovered that. And the, certainly the next generation, I think younger millennials and Gen Z have already, they have their sights set on com- something completely different. Yes. And, they don't want the grind. And that question, it was very much prevalent when I was growing up. And I'm assuming it was when you were too. Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And I, I think now the question that young people are asking themselves is like, what do I want my life to be like? Like you're not, you don't have to be a job anymore. Well, I, I've listened to countless people tell me how they bought into a lifestyle that would give them an identity. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they weren't if you were to take everything that you have today and just erase it and it was just you. What makes you happy? Mm-hmm. Right. Because people again, it goes back. You hear this all the time. The higher they make their way up the ladder, it's just it's an identity thing. That's who they are. Yeah. Right. And the and the more intertwined it becomes in your life, the harder it seems to break free. It's it's insane. You know, it's you feel just bonkers. Essentially, like you don't have any other options, or you're trapped. And you know, uh, doing what I you know you and I had done for decades and talking to people, you really do see it. Mm-hmm. And when when you hear somebody with a ton of money, I mean billionaires, mm-hmm. talk about. 
well, it's the Baskins kid. We saw this recently. Oh, yeah. It was the um, his, Baskin Robbins. His, his dad owned Baskin Robbins. He was the Robbins kid. He was the heir to all of this. And yes. that's what his dad wanted him to be because his dad believed that that was that generational wealth that he was going to pass on was going to be it for his son and his son. And that was like his son's ticket. Right. Like, like this is the ticket to your happiness. Right. And, and there's, I mean, even, I mean, you go to any home, any town across America and you see that all over the place, local businesses that are trying to build as much wealth as they can and then pass that on. And I understand that yes. there's nothing wrong with that. And I, sometimes it works. And uh, sometimes that is what someone wants to do. But a lot of times it isn't. More often than not, it isn't. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the reason they believe that is because they think that that is what makes them successful. Mm-hmm. They think that a, a bank account, a big house, cars, all the toys, that makes them successful. Mm-hmm. That's what they society has told them, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now here we are in this moment where people are like, I'm not buying it. Right. Anymore. I, that doesn't make me happy. Or they, or they have achieved it all. And they're like, nope. It's insane. You, but so when, when, when working individuals, salt of the earth, people hear somebody say money can't buy happiness, it's difficult for them to comprehend because they don't have any of that. Mm-hmm. And they're, they are still stuck in that mindset where they need to get there. To be happy. Yeah. So they live their whole lives just struggling to get there. Right? That's and hence quiet quitting. They're not doing it anymore. Right. Not I mean, there's a and that number continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow because they realized that it's like lottery odds. Mm-hmm. You're not odds are you'll get to a point, but you're never gonna be free. But that's why people need to ask themselves and really look inward. And figure out what they want. It's, you have to be passionate. Yeah. Right? Which it's, is, it, it can be scary. Because you might have to face some things that you're not ready for. Like what? Give me an example of what would scare you most. Like that you're doing things that you don't want to do. And you've been doing them for a long time. Or maybe you maybe you spent a ton of money and a ton of time on a college degree to, to get to a level that you're at. And if you really go inward and ask yourself what you want, if that's not it, that, that can be a scary thing to face. Like I wasted time. I wasted money. I have to keep doing this. I think one of the biggest fears people have is how they will be perceived by others. Absolutely. Yes. What will people think if I, if I quit my, my job as a surgeon to go, you know, (laughs) grow herbs and vegetables and have a roadside stand farm literally you know i mean like that's an extreme example but it's like what what will people think people will think i'm insane what will people think if we quit our successful radio job that we've had for decades to do a podcast they'll think we're insane Uh, you know i I mean that's the kind of thing that you you look at where you're at in life and everything that you put in to get there and if you realize it's not what you want it can be jarring right i you know i think one of the moments for for me personally was you know when I got into my late 40s approaching 50 and I looked around I thought to myself at other men my my peers Mm -hmm. and uh I looked around and I'm like this is going one of two directions 
there's all these guys that are venturing now from here on to the second half of their life. Yep. And they're getting into worse shape, right? Their physical mm -hmm. health is declining. And they're just following a path to try to get to where they don't have to work anymore. And a lot of them are just going to drink, play golf, sit around, you know, do this, do that, go to concerts, whatever. I mean, literally, they, they were like, this is, there's those people. And then there's the other guys that I, I see, and they're fewer, but the number's growing, who have decided, you know what? I want to live as po long as I possibly can. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be of a sound mind. And I want my exploration and my adventures to continue in life. And I really do want to make this second half the best there is, mm -hmm. right? So you, 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 you can be one of the two. There's really not a lot of middle ground in there. And I was like, I don't want to be one of those guys that just are going to devote their life to trying to be what everybody else has strived to be because that's what they've been told is success. Right. To get to retirement and go do whatever hobbies they've picked up over their life. It's but the it's but they they go and then when they get there, right? Let's say they're in their mid 60s and they get there and they're in horrible shape. They're sick. They're, they're yeah. stressed out, yep. right? They're they've been they've eaten just just junk their entire lives. And what's left is limited. Mm -hmm. So you can go one of two directions and they've figured this out now. And you're going to see a lot of people in 10 years from now, there will be the, again, those two types of people, those who figured it out now mm -hmm. and those who didn't or chose not to, and then they're going to regret it. That is, um, there's a book called the five regrets of the dying. And that is the number one regret. It was <clears throat> written by, um, I believe a hospice nurse. And so she spent a lot of time at the bedsides of people in their final days. And the number one regret of the dying is I wish I would have lived a life that was truer to myself. Right. Not worrying about what other yeah. things. So you get to the very end and you look back and you're like, I just continually did what I thought I should do or what someone else had laid out for me. So this, this quiet quitting, the reason I think this struck a chord, and it's not just obviously with our, with our no. listeners here, but this went, this blew up across the country. And I, I think the reason is, is they got tired of working their butts off and there was never going to be a payoff for them ever. That was not the goal, but all of the upper management even were working for this small select group of individuals that are just setting back and rolling in all the cash that everybody's making them. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And, and yeah. they, they figured it out. And they're like, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. And your rah-rah speeches aren't going aren't gonna to convince <laughs> not me. Buying it. You're not going to, you're not, you're not, not convincing me to, to do it anymore. I'm not going to do it. And I think it's a lot of self-discovery. And you and I have talked about this over the past couple of months. That self-discovery, uh, better me mm -hmm. type movement, spirituality, health and fitness, all of that is a big part of the next generation moving forward. Yeah. And this quiet quitting, and I don't like the, I, again, I th think that kind of has a derogatory tone to it, 
but it's not is what they're doing is what you hired them to do. And as that, I would say that that income gap grew, Mm -hmm. right? It's not like it was even 50 years ago. Oh no! The, the, the rich continued to get much richer, and the poor were getting a lot poorer. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it was just all part of that machine, right? Yep. That system that that was set up like that. And they're just like, nope, no more. We're not doing it. So here they are, you know. And the, the people have all these. It's difficult to find people to come to work. I think that uh, quiet quitting is not about bad employees. Uh, this I was from. Uh, I read a article from. God, it was written by a professor in Harvard, from Harvard rather, and he said it's not about bad employees; it's about bad bosses. And I thought or just that, a bad system. That's that's profound. Yeah, and it is. That's why people. That's why they're done. Despite, I mean, because there's a lot of bosses that think that they're walking in and giving the pat on, you know, good job, great, mm-hmm. you're doing it. Look what you did for us, and this and that. And uh, that's not that's not a thing. Did you read? I, I saw an article this past uh, weekend about a guy that worked, uh, a gentleman that worked at Burger King for like twenty seven. Yes. Did oh you my see god! That? I saw it a few weeks ago. Twenty seven years, and he wound up. He never get, missed a day. Never missed a day in twenty seven years working for Burger King, and they gave him like two hundred bucks. It wasn't even. I don't even think it was that. It was a backpack with a water bottle and some other weird. Yeah, it was insane. It was insulting. Is what it was. It was incredibly insulting. And And it's that type of thing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It doesn't matter what he did something that somebody had to do. Yep. Right. And he had dedicated his life to this company. And yeah, it was bad. It was celebrated that with. It was an absolute nightmare. By the way, they set up a GoFundMe page for him. That's raised over $300,000. So that's awesome. And you know, you know who did that? other people other people who (laughs) have had it right other people who have had it who who saw that and were like no yeah no the average guys yeah got together donated you know and there were some celebrities in there i think david spade was one of the first guys for like five thousand bucks to get it rolling right so there 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 are individuals but but that does show you like the power of that collective consciousness saying mm, no, no everybody's no, figuring it out no that's that's not how it works everybody is starting to figure this out so it'll be the the reason I think it was so relevant because this here we are you know we're into the first full week of September now mm-hmm. and I think our our lives are starting to resemble what they did three years ago yes right so for the first time and now that we're here i think there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made yeah i think that the the great resignation or the great awakening of 18 months ago you're going to see bigger more of that in the coming months do you think oh yeah yeah it's is what's going to hap- have to happen is employers are going to have to adapt because if you, I mean, it, it, a lot of it has to do with this, get back to the office type thing that a lot of the, if you have the ability to work remotely and you were doing it and you were good at it and they still want you to come back in there and they're feeding them, oh, we need that collective team atmosphere and the creative minds all together. And, and if it was working prior to that, you know that that's just nonsense. Mm-hmm. And that is, well, it comes, I've said this all along. It comes down to a control issue, 
right? Well, so much does. Yeah, that's exactly it. They want to keep the same thing going mm-hmm. because it worked for them, Yeah, right? And I'm seeing more and more people talk about this, about like, why? Why? Give me a good reason. And I don't want any fluffy banter. Give me a good reason why I can't, you know, work remotely. And the, the, it's the same, oh, we got to get that culture back. Then you know what? It, that's Have you not seen the meme that's like, bosses, come back to work for the culture. And then it's like the culture and it's like these dirty old cubicles. Right. And like dead right. Plants and all. It's just not there. Like, right. That's not it. And it's just not. So, I mean, I think that a lot of employers, especially again, especially some of the bigger ones are really going to have to work on something because mm-hmm. this, they can't, you can't literally hold a gun to the back of somebody's head and march them into your office building. You can't no, do that. They'll, they'll quit. Yeah. They're not going to work. They're not going to work for you. They'll quit and, and companies are going to lose good employees. And I, I don't know, will that be enough? Will that be enough for those big companies to they're, they're, Well, They'll change? have to at some point. Yeah, they're gonna, I don't know. They're going to have to at some point or they'll fail. It's going to be really interesting to watch things unfold in the coming, I think, even months. I think this next year. Yeah. And I've, I, and I've said this, this next year from, I think, this winter, I think September to next spring mm-hmm. and early summer next year is going to be very telling. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. We're going to go through some some the midterm elections are coming up there's a lot of there's a lot a lot changing and i think i think people are going to be shocked at how those midterms come out i really do i think i think there's a young generation that in the past wasn't super motivated to get yeah. out and vote they showed a little bit of it in the last election i think this one and then 2024 they're going to pay they're going to have a huge influence in it yeah i think i think we're going to see a lot of interesting things yeah, in, the, the, in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. There's not even a question. I, be, I, I believe it's going to be a turning point. I've t- I was having this conversation with John Jameson who owns JP fitness, which is the, the, the fitness center that I go to. And uh, I have since last April now. And I think that was one of the, that is for sure. One of the big changes in my life that has helped me continue down the right path. But I was having this conversation with him. I said, you, you're about, you're, he, I think he's in a sweet spot because he has he has what people want and what they need, mm-hmm. right? And that is a chance to better themselves, and it's in an environment that's not a corporate machine. Yeah, there's. I had. I can't remember. I think when when I got out of radio at one time, I had four gym memberships, <laughs> and you didn't I, use any of them. No, I had a membership to the YMCA locally. Uh, there was, and then uh, there like was some of the ten dollar. Yeah, yeah, there was three. Or, there was like three or four of the ten dollar a month type fitness centers yeah. where they just take the money and you show up. But that all felt like that same grind when you get into. Oh, a, I have yeah, to. And, uh. and there wasn't anybody there, or there wasn't that environment. To where you felt motivated and you wanted and you enjoyed going. Right. Right. It's the, to, to me at JP fitness specifically, it's the community. It is. There's not even a question. And it's, it's just having that sense that, yeah, I'm usually, I'm actually getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not just showing up or. And they or, actually or, care. Or yeah. If, if you don't, if you, if you have a membership and you don't show up for months at a time, they send you a little friendly email. Well, no. Yeah. They, well, that's just that they're, they're asking but it what's is, going like, on. And right. It, and, yeah. and it's, they genuinely 
care. I mean, they yeah. want to check in. Like, it, is the gym meeting your expectations? Did, are we missing something? You know, how are you doing as a person? That whole thing is going to be big. And I know that a lot of people wait until January, the first of the year, the new year, new me type thing. Don't wait. No. I'm telling you, if you are, and obviously this has struck a chord with a big chunk of America. If you're one of those people and you want to start making that change and you're even thinking about perhaps a different career, start setting yourself up now and think about a year from now where you could be maybe in a position to pull the trigger on something like that. And a big part of that is your 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 health and fitness. And and I think that mental health is a big mm-hmm. part of that. But you'll that is all a byproduct of going and keeping the yes. rest of your body in shape. It's that holistic approach, that it mind, is. body, and spirit where people are waking up to the fact that it all goes together right? in how you're taking care of yourself and then how your life is reflecting back to you. I'm telling you, this is going to be very telling over the next yeah, nine so months, too. the next nine months. And I, I, I can see it coming. This, the quiet quitting thing, again, the reason we're bringing this up is it absolutely exploded. And then I continued to watch it. I have really, we have really access to really good analytics, right? When it comes to watching who's downloading mm-hmm. and who's listening to what podcast that one. I, I knew it as soon as I saw it come up too. And I saw it trend. I'm like, this is going to be a big thing. It, and sure enough, we did that show and it absolutely exploded. And sometime this week, it will become our number one show. And even in the national news cycle, which tends to be very fast, you keep seeing that yeah, come up. It won't go away on you know, the morning talk shows, it's still trending like on LinkedIn social site. I mean, it's still around and it's been weeks. So it's, there's legs to it. Yeah, we have, uh, I'm dying to get some of these interviews rolling because I think uh, there's people who have a better grasp on this mindset than mm-hmm. we do. Obviously there's experts out there, but uh, there's a change. I think so too. There is yeah. a change. There's a big change that is, it's it's happening now and it's going to continue. And uh, it's a good thing. It, it is really a good is. Thing. It's a good thing. I believe that. So go inward, figure out what you want. It's okay if it's scary. You're going to be fine. Well, I tell people, you know, it's, it, be don't be afraid. Just be prepared. Yeah. That's all you have to do. And there will be, you know, obstacles along the way. But if you approach it with the manner, with, with the right mindset, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But it takes guts to get out of the everyday grind, mm-hmm. right? That that people, and then they, they just convince themselves that they're happy. Break free from the matrix. <laughs> the matrix. <laughs> that there is, I'm telling you, there is some out, out there stuff when it comes to talking about all of this, but just, I think it just comes down to human nature, Yeah. right? And it's this, this longingness for, for uh, to be happy, right? I think it's, it's just, I think it's an evolution. It's just, I think that it's people are waking up and and we're evolving. It's it is. You just you're you. It's just people want to be better. Yeah. And it's when exciting. when 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 we say better, they want to feel better. Mm-hmm. They want to be happier. They want to be legitimately happy. They don't want to be just going through the motions. Trying to to make people perceive them as happy. Yeah. That's what it. Yeah. That's where we're at. Right. So if you've not listened to that episode that we did a few weeks ago, I think it's 105. Yeah. If you go yeah. to georgeandjess.com or if you find us 
on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. There's a million web browsers too as well. I see people uh, popping on, but uh, just search uh, and go back, look for Quiet Quitting. It was episode 105. If you get a chance, check it out. And then obviously we covered a lot of that same ground today. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, if you if you you've thought about changing directions and perhaps doing something a little bit more fulfilling, go for it. Do it. Do it. I'm telling you, man. Does it sound like 1969? If it feels good, do it. <laughs> right? Is that what they said? <laughs> Seriously. I wasn't there, but I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We will be back as we head in again. A short it, week. It is. It's a short week, and it's hard to believe that once we pass this weekend and get into the middle of next week, it'll be the middle of the month. Put up the Christmas tree. There you go. Get Mariah. <laughs> Start to, to defrost uh, Mariah Carey, right? <laughs> All right. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.